I'm a true to green. You might know me from things like Rise Open Air Festival, Orleans Parish Prison, and Threads. Welcome to the Intruder Green Podcast. Uh, yeah, it's uh, part two of uh, Crossover with I'll Take a Shot at That. Uh, me and Matthew got to talk to Pears on this one in Paris. Pears in Paris. You can't beat that fucking branding, right? All right. Uh, so I don't want to talk too much for the intro because we do a lot of that during the actual show. But I've got to give a shout out to the patrons. Uh, Luke Ellis, Elizabeth Bernards, Hedda Royston, John Nicholas, James Michael Lamar, Irving Edward, Donald, Calvin, McGolderson, Ayla, who used to be pink. Now she's Ayla. Uh, I think Ayla's her real name. And she realized that she would rather have a birthday shout out to Ayla. So I might give her a birthday shout out uh, later too. Anyway, uh, Vaughn Cotton, Chelsea McNally, Carlos Hernandez and Jared Estep. I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, thanks, uh, everybody, for uh, staying tuned and everything. Uh, it's been <laughs> still been a little rough with doing this crossover thing because I didn't get the audio like right away to put it on the show. But it's coming out now, and I hope you enjoy it. And uh, what else? Oh, yeah. On a Patreon, I set up a little thing, like I said I was going to do with the last episode, where... I, re- I kind of rethought it where now you can actually uh, once we get to like I think I think I put it at 300 bucks monthly. I'm going to start an account on all of these social uh, social whatever <laughs> social apps. I don't know. Is that what they're called? Probably uh, and dating apps, whatever. I'm going to I'm going to start a real intro to green um account on those once we get to 300 bucks a month it's like a little incentive as incentive incenter incentive yeah that's the word uh for maybe you guys uh maybe you could let your friends know that they should uh get on this thing and make me do something i will probably regret later all right uh the other thing that i put on there is now the people who are on the 20 dollar tier uh I, I you know i feel really uh, wonderful that you guys want to give me so much money, but I feel like I should give you guys something a little more in return. So basically, uh, you're going to get a personalized voicemail greeting from me. I'll do it for you and, uh, I'll have to get your email so I can actually send it to you. That'll be in the works in the next, uh, week before we uh, leave for the U S tour, which by the way, we are hitting the road pretty soon. We're going to be in like, I don't know, just all over the fucking uh, United States uh, with Mass Intruder. The lineup for the other bands that we're playing with, I'm really stoked on. You know, we're going to be out with Direct Hit, uh, Ramona, uh, this band called... Uh, fuck, I should just look at it. Just, I don't I don't need to go through it all. But I'm really stoked on all the bands we're playing with. Tight Y is one of them. Uh, Potty Mouth, that was the one I was thinking of. Now, see, now I'm going to leave some out. We're out with the Bomb Pops, too. I know there's one I'm forgetting, but anyway, look at the, uh, uh, you can see on our Instagram, we got the flyers up there or all the social medias. You can go to, uh, com for, uh, if you want to get tickets to any of the shows and find out more information and stuff like that. Uh, or you can just like message me or something. Um, actually don't do that. Message me about like cool shit. Like, uh, you know, what kind of albums I want to listen to on a desert island or something like that. Or call me. You can always call. 
Uh, the the call-in line is 1-608-535-9608. I would love to hear from you guys. And I do have a call-in to respond to, but I'm going to save it for the next uh, next week's episode, I think. Uh, maybe later. I uh, just want to have a lot of stuff for you guys. And I don't want to have you like put it, make it a fucking two-hour episode because nobody wants to listen to that. I don't give a shit if you're fucking... Mark Marin or some shit. Nobody needs to listen to somebody babble on for two hours straight. Anyway, um, that's about it. I will uh, speak to you guys soon, and I hope you enjoy the show. Without further ado, <laughs> on with it. Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from Intruder Green, an inmate at Federal Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press one. <laughs> Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Matthew Hendershot, sitting here in the I'll Take a Shot at That Studios with the one and only... I'm a true to green. That's right. We are continuing on with part two of our crossover miniseries tour wrap-up, blah, 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 stravaganza. Yeah. Stravaganza. Blah, 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 stravaganza. Blah, stravaganza. That's, that's a great sales pitch there. Thanks, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just to get it out of the way real quick, if you are interested in the social media stuff, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter all.com slash shot at that to find all take a shot at that or patreon.com slash shot at that to support the show and you can hit me up as intruder green on all the social medias as well it's just at intruder green um you can hit me up on my patreon it's just patreon.com slash intruder green it's so easy and then uh, the call in line of course is 1608-535-9608 give me a call leave a message and uh, maybe i'll put your voice on the internet so We're continuing through the uh, July and August European uh, Mast Intruder Tour, and where we left off the last time was leaving from Munster, where we hung out with Joe McMahon. That's right. And making our way to the first of sort of the festival chunk. Yeah, we had a lot of festivals on this trip. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Some more better than others. Yeah. (laughs) I would say, like, the Back to the Future Festival that we talked about last time. I it it got my expectations. I hate to say lowered because yeah. it makes it sounds like it sucked. No, but, like corrected. Yeah, right. Um, but but like the rest of the festivals were like, uh, I feel like it just went up and up and up. Yeah. Well, there's a really cool thing uh, that Germany seems to do, and I might <clears> just be like naive to how this actually works or whatever. And and I know that like upstate New York has a similar kind of vibe, but in the summertime. These smaller, like, farmer-type communities or small towns, there seems to be a a smattering of them that that pull off, like, a weekend festival deal. And they're not huge. Yeah. You know? But, like, I mean, the week before the tour started, I kind of started tour early by going to Conrad Festival. Yeah, that's right. uh, Which is down by Nuremberg and was, like, 700 people. And I think that a couple of these festivals that we went to... Were the same kind of deal. It wasn't, 
you know, 20,000. I mean, like, Punk Rock Holiday is 20,000, yeah, 30,000 people. Like, but. Yeah, it's kind of like everybody's just going to their local. It's almost like a local fair, you know? Yeah, it's like Except a, it's it's like punk a rock local fair playing. and punk rock bands playing or rock and roll bands playing or whatever. But it's, it's I think it's a super cool thing that these DIY festivals exist. Yeah, I think it's cool, too, you know? Like, uh, I, it's, it's the kind of thing that I don't know if you could pull off in America because there's probably so much more uh, red tape involved, which is weird to think about that. More red tape involved in America than Germany. <laughs> wow. Right? But, uh, you know, but just like uh, liability stuff, you know? Yeah, insurance and yeah. security and all that stuff, which mm-hmm. everybody was really great about at these festivals. But they, they, they definitely run it more DIY and very loose. That's right. Um, but the first of which uh, was Reitz Open Air. Yeah, I think that's how it's pronounced. They asked me us to do like a little promo video for them. Not like a produced thing, but just do like a little... Uh, shout out to them and i had to do it before the before the festival and uh i was calling it rise open air i think because i was like oh yeah like air rises right air like somebody fought it i think it's i I think that i think somebody explained it to me that in german if the i comes before the e it makes the e sound right and if the e comes before the i it makes the the, i sound because it's yeah or the a it's like yeah exactly (laughs) <laughs> well anyway uh this was an interesting festival <laughs> um it was the staff were great it Everybody, was everything so was actually pretty great it, it was on a plot of land owned by like an antique dusty old man yeah and i remember he was sitting outside like directing traffic from his like get along electric scooter. <laughs> i kept thinking man this guy doesn't give a shit about punk rock yeah and or and he didn't care his buddy came over and they yeah. were drinking like crowder liquor sure. in, in their little why not thing and the, but I, I think he had to have been in his 80s or 90s and he's just like yeah sure these kids come along they give me some money they set up in the backyard they get loud they yeah. use the house to like make the green rooms in the basement yeah um, so it was very crunchy and uh, and independently organized, and was just a wild time. But honestly, the lineup uh, for the festival was pretty fucking solid. Yeah, I'd say so. I don't really remember the lineup, but it was probably good. I remember, I remember having a good time. You got the lineup? In, I don't. In, in, it your, just in says, your hand, it just says uh, open air. But we oh, had right. a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. One of the early opening acts that had like no crowd support. Um, just did a whole thing where they organized like a wall of death. Oh yeah, I remember hearing that and seeing some pictures. And maybe. like nobody was doing it, but they just they didn't they back did away it from anyway. it. They, <laughs> they did it anyway. And what resulted was not a wall of death, but like six people running at each other and giving each other big hugs. Oh, that's cute. So that was a lot. That's of what fun. you gotta do, you know. Um, You're in it together. But not everybody had <laughs> such a good time <laughs> at this festival. Yeah, we had a great time. Uh, yeah, but not everybody. Uh, I don't know. Do we do we name the band or do we like? I think we don't name the band, but so that gives us more. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Mysteriousness. Well, diplomacy. Diplomacy. No, it gives us more of a right to just rip them apart. So, you know what? Screw that. It was Ignite. Okay. It was the band Ignite. <laughs> I witnessed one of the most amazing uh, yeah. temper tantrums. Matthew witnessed it. I, I I was I don't know where the fuck I was when it was happening, but it was uh, it sounds pretty amazing. So it's a big outdoor area in a field, and it was dry, and there was some dust and some sand, uh, like in the standing area, right? Like yeah. enough people had tread the ground to where the grass had kind of given way. 
And it was yeah. just dusty. But it you're was outside. Dusty. It was a festival. I remember cleaning my nose and ears out later, and it was like, holy shit, there's like lots of dirt. Yeah, I had camera equipment that was just coated in oh, yeah. thin layers of dust, and I, I was super yeah. afraid to change my lenses while yeah. we were out shooting that. But the biggest tamper tantrum of the night goes to the singer of Ignite, yeah. uh, who did a song. One song. And then came off stage. Uh-huh. And refused to go back on stage <laughs> because it was too dusty. Because it was too dusty. He did, but not only did he do that, he was like really having a temper tantrum. Yeah, he threw a massive fit. He was backstage talking. Uh, they brought a, a a girl around, and I felt really bad for the girl because it wasn't the stage manager because the stage oh. manager didn't have good English. Yeah. So I think they went and found some girl who was a volunteer or a worker yeah. for the festival and had her talk to him. And man, you would think by the way that he treated this woman that she had put the dust there herself. Like it was a conscious decision. And the things that he was asking for were crazy. He's like, do you think you could get like a fire truck here with a hose and just like hose down the ground so that it's wet? And that way it's not so dusty. But he did one song and then left. I think the guitar player, they kept playing on stage. I hate it when people don't move heaven and earth from me. It was apparently, his words were, uh, do you see this out here? It's disgusting. Do you understand the word disgusting? Disgusting. Yeah, that was the quote. That was the quote that stuck with us. So everything that was a little bit gross or uncomfortable for the rest of the tour, we defined as disgusting. Yeah, that's right. Three big syllables. Hmm. So way to be punk rock. Um, Well, I guess that would be one thing if he just did that. Um, and we probably wouldn't be talking about it if that's all it was, because people have meltdowns and, you know, things happen behind the scenes sometimes. And it's like, all right, you got to let that go. You know, everybody has a bad day or whatever. Right. But then he proceeded apparently to, uh, get a hold of uh, some of the bands that were playing like the next next day. day. And, uh, I don't know where we got this information from. I don't want to incriminate anybody, but, uh, he proceeded to like, tell all these bands about how terrible the festival was and how they shouldn't come in all this stuff which and that's just not fucking true. shitty mm-hmm. like do you, what do you expect to gain from that well i guess his expectation was that he would convince all these other bands that he had had rapport with yeah to not to play? not play or something and then what he wins over the festival promoters yeah so like they go belly up because there was some fucking dust in the air so ruin Jesus everything for everybody Christ. right yeah and honestly, it was dusty, but it wasn't that bad. Yeah. And it would be one thing, okay, if you were like, I, I don't know, like um, Celine Dion, right? right? To where your voice, or like Mariah Carey, yeah. where you've got like a really crafted voice and yeah. it's super important to who you are as a <laughs> In performer. which case, yeah, maybe you do have fire trucks pour- pouring water all sure, over the dirt. Because you don't want, but you're a fucking shouter singer for a punk band, man. Right. And you're, you're in a fucking punk band. Deal with it. Yeah. Like be punk about it, right? The one, uh, so yeah, whatever. Screw that. That was that was a crock of shit. He left. He went all the way into the green room. He came back and was like, "Fine, I'll try." And he like yeah. tried to sing a song from the the side of the stage. Oh, really? So that he wasn't out there, and he tried. To, and then he came off the stage again and was like, "Fuck it, I'm just." I mean, over that, it. Everything about that just seems like the lamest shit ever. It was so prima donna, man. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, um, but well, you know, maybe they'll make up for it somehow. Maybe I'd like to see how they're gonna try. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the thing about what what I wanted to say was uh, shout outs to my boy behind the bar. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Because Nick the- Kazel, he's our buddy too. Oh, you, you know. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. He's 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 been. Uh, 
I don't know what the heck he actually does. <laughs> he probably explained it to me that day, but then I got real drunk and forgot about it. But uh, yeah, he's he's been uh, either promoting or like working at our shows since uh, we started touring Europe. So we've known him for a long time. That's super cool. Yeah. But he was hooking me up all night long. Oh, yeah, he was. With these shots of like homemade hazelnut liquor. Oh, delicious. It was I don't think, so good. Well, maybe I did get some of it. It was like an alcoholic Werther's original. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Oh, God, man, they were so tasty. Damn. And every time he saw me, I'd be running around like grabbing camera lenses or like moving gear or whatever. Yeah. And every time he saw me, he's like, hey, you need another shot? <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? It's I'll take a shot at that. You can't offer me a shot, so I'm not going to do it. So, That's right. Yes, I'm going to do it. Let's yeah. drink. So that was a good time, too. So the, the whole thing uh, with the drama... Didn't take away from what was a great show. Oh and, no, and I a think, great night. That you know night. that guy was just in his dramatic bubble, and it, I don't think it really affected anybody else. Like that crowd was way too fucking drunk to be affected by that bullshit. Yeah, anyway, I don't even know if they knew. I mean, they probably <laughs> they don't have probably any clue know. what was going on. Yeah, in the they were like, "This band is weird. Sometimes they got a singer, and most of the time they don't." <laughs> Maybe it's a new thing. Yeah, all right. It's avant garde. So we followed up the Bausendorf Festival. By one of my favorite locations. Oh, yeah. For me, me too. Uh, this festival in uh, Goldenstadt was super cool. I mean, <laughs> I will say it was one of my favorite uh, locations just because of what happened at the show. Right. But, yeah. So, Alftrei and, and Buten, the thing that I liked about it was immediately when we walked into the area, it's like a built-in amphitheater. Yeah. And what it looked all concrete. Yeah. Of course, because it's Germany. Was like concrete to look like wood wood posts. Yeah, that's kind of right. Yeah. I, I remember describing it as like it looks like if you go to like Bush Gardens or <laughs> or one of those, you know, like the Knoxberry Farm or like Disneyland kind of okay. place or like Six Flags. And you know they always have that thing that's like the wild animal show where they bring out the snake and they bring out the, oh, the yeah, eagle. Sure. And and it's always like in this it's an amphitheater, but they try and make right, it look right, like right. it's a natural habitat kind of thing. Sure, sure. That's what that place looked like to me. Okay, I could see that now. And uh, so I was immediately on board for that. It was a super cool spot. Yeah. Um, and this was the first time that we experienced the power going out while you were Yeah, that's right. Not the last. <laughs> that's right. I don't know first. what it is because it was like we were definitely not the first band. And I think we were the only... It was only... in the middle of your set. You had played like four songs. I know. But it was like these kinks. I don't know what the fuck happened. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it didn't happen to any other bands after us. But it was like, I don't know. We just we, we got jinxed or something. And the power went out like in the middle of a set, like you <laughs> said. And, you know, it's a special situation when you're, uh, you're on a stage and suddenly you, you can't, you got no PA, so you can't even talk to the crowd to make like jokes or something. Uh, you can't really play music. I feel like, I feel like though we did have our amps. I think it was just the PA that went out. I think out. the PA went out. Yeah, because like I remember like, uh, you know, Blue played a little ditty and I did some dancing and that was real fun. Well, the... The real saving grace of the power outage was that they had pre-prepared like all of these toys. Yeah, the toys stage. were great. That made me think that we really need to step up our game when we're on our, our next tour and buy some of this stuff. Yeah, so one of the things that they had was a compressed CO2 canister gun. gun. Yeah. So it was basically like a fire extinguisher 
that blew a white frozen cloud of CO2 out of it. Yeah, it was real cool. And uh, I think Refreshing, purple, too. Purple got her hands on it. And uh, yeah. I know Bradford, uh, Officer Bradford got shot with the CO2 gun. Yeah, so did I. You got shot with the CO2 was... gun. A couple people in the audience got shot with the CO2 gun. It was great because, you know, it, it's summer. We're all fucking hot and sweaty. And uh, at some point after Bradford got shot with the CO2 gun, he came up to me and was dancing by me. And he was starting to do this thing where he gets all grabby on me and makes it real hard for me to play guitar. But uh, his body was so cool. I was like, ooh, this is actually great. Please hold me tighter. It was wonderful. <laughs> hold me closer, frozen dancer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, that was a good one, man. Uh and Booten Festival in Goldenstadt. That was real, real nice. I also got to uh, run into my buddy again, uh, North North Alone, uh, who is a great, uh, also kind of a punk and picker type. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah he plays uh, good good punk rock style music but all based around acoustic guitar oh yeah um and he was there with his wife and their little nephew uh i think you remember uh, their nephew henry oh yeah we took a bunch of pictures yeah they were cool they were at another show prior to that but we caught up with them again yeah uh, at that concert that was yeah. really cool oh no 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 that was the first time we ran into him ran into him again later at another festival oh sure sorry oh yeah i remember seeing them at multiple festivals i felt like they were at one before that too but well i, I think know. i think uh henry the little kid was at um uh gleisfein okay in uh in, yeah. in uh, munster all right so shout out to north what's up buddy yeah come be um, on the podcast sometime let's let's make that happen yeah that's a good idea yeah um i feel like we had to leave that show early and i was bummed because they had a big lake that what like we were parked backstage and you could see through the fence there was this giant lake with with lots of hot girls in bikinis. There were a couple like, of hot girls. It in, looked real in... refreshing to be in that water. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, that looks like a good time. Well, we I gotta guess go. We gotta go. And we had Shit. to go because we had a long drive the next day. Yeah, to get to Paris, right? Paris, France. Yeah. And that was part of it. You know, who doesn't want a day off in Paris? I mean, mm -hmm. if you don't want a day off in Paris, then you're kind of cuckoo, I think. So we got uh, all the way into Paris. The venue was crazy. Well, we had a day off first. Did we have Paris. a day off first? Yeah. I thought the day off was the next day. Um, the day off was totally the next day. Okay. Well, fuck me then. Yeah. The show in Paris. Oh, yeah. We played on the boat again. We played uh, Le Petit Bon. Yeah. We the played, Little Bath. We played on that boat. It, yeah, once before. It's funny because they, they they do boats. Uh, there's there's two boats in Paris that we played on now, and uh, then then there's a boat in like Rotterdam or something we've also played on. Yeah, and like fucking boats. I love playing on boats. It, it was. It took a minute to get used to being on that boat because it did have some sway. Oh yeah, a little bit. Was. You know, so you kind of felt drunk. Yeah, especially um, when we're, we're doing our show and I'm trying to like move around and stuff. There's definitely moments where I'm like, oh, I don't want to fall on Blue when he's in the middle yeah. of a guitar solo or something. And this was a uh, this was a pretty cool uh, party. It was the punk rock uh, or Paris punk rock summer, so it was like a two day festival, I believe. Yeah. Um, and we shared the show with a legendary band Propagandi. Oh yeah. So that was wicked cool. There was a there was a few legendary bands. I can't remember the whole bill, uh, but there was that one that's like super old school, like even older than Propaganda. Was that if Rudy? You can believe that? No, no, no. They, that was that that was that festival though. Well, they were on that one, but the, we met that band in the one before. 
at uh, Gold, Alt Fright and Bootin. Right. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> see, it's all it just smoldering smears together. together right? It's like a goulash, a tour um, goulash in my brain. But one of the bands that was on that bill, yeah, uh, was Pears. Oh yeah, good buddies of ours. We've uh, we've toured with them, and you know. Same record labels and stuff. So, yeah, love those guys. Yeah, and we had a little bit of downtime before their set and before the Masked Intruder set. That's right. And we sat down and chatted with Pears. Yeah, by the side of the uh, canal or river or whatever. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the main river. <laughs> Until we got interrupted. <laughs> we did. That guy was such a creeper. Well, oh, there was man. the guy. He's in the. It'll be in the interview. Yeah, it. it's in the interview. You're gonna hear that, and then oh, uh, and then and the then, then suddenly came. the police were there. And we're like, yep. ah, shit. That <laughs> was it. That's how thing, good things come to an end when the cops show up. Yeah. So here, check this out. Thanks for listening to the Intruder Green Podcast. By now, you probably heard about our sponsor, Stupid Rad Merch Company. And if you haven't, then listen up, because I got to tell you, Stupid Rad Merch Company is a great web store with a bunch of your favorite bands at stupidradmerch.com. And if you're in a band and need some work done, they can get you totally covered for a modest price and super quick turnaround time. But don't just take it from me. Here's what the ladies from Bad Cop, Bad Cop had to say about it. Yeah, you know. Great ideas. It's always pushing, always moving. Simeon is delightful to work with. He's yeah. very responsive and professional. and It's the quality of the shirts. I like them. Yeah, high quality. High very, quality. Very well done. Very well done on the ink. It, it really feels is. like a family again. Yeah. It feels like it's it's a place where you can you can trust what's happening. And don't forget to use the code PRISON at checkout and get a 15% discount on all stupid red branded apparel that's p-r-i-s-o-n i think i don't really know how to spell but those are the letters they told me to say stupidradmerch.com i'm ready yeah i'm ready Ooh. too we don't have shots again we fucked this up i know we should have got some shots we should have got some shots can we oh, all well. do, do it in the voice so why don't we all talk like him I can't. <laughs> it just naturally happens, actually, if you hang around green for long enough. I don't got that in me. That's not your natural voice. What are you talking about? This is my natural voice. <laughs> so so we're, we're currently sitting yeah. in Paris, France, on the side of a walking path across from Le Petit Ben. Bain. Bain. I think. It means like the little, uh, what, little piece of bread or something? The little <laughs> bath, right? Oh, yeah, bath. the little bath. That's what yeah. it is. It's like taking a little bath. And we're joined by Pears. Pears, Yo, guys. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Pears. Oh. All right. Hey. Why don't you guys yeah. go around just a uh, quick introduce yourself to let people know what you do in the band, uh, what your role is, etc., etc. I'm Brian. I play guitar and sing. I'm Zach. I sing. I'm Jarrett. I play drums. I'm Eric. I play bass and all the other things. Based yeah. on all the other things. There's, what other like things? What? There's no other things. No, I, backing vocals and... I yeah. Sick. That's good. Yeah. I do that too. He introduces one of the songs every set. Yeah. Pumps the crowd One up. of the songs. Always good. That's yeah. great. Always good. Yeah. Just a terrible one. I'm yeah. in Paris and I don't care because I'm a brat. <laughs> Have you guys been to Paris before? <laughs> yeah, yes, of course I've been it. to Paris before. That's why I don't give a shit. Don't, don't listen to him. Don't more. listen You're privately. Privately in the van, he says how much he loves and appreciates oh Europe. Oh my God! The first, last time I came here, I bought a beret and a little black and white stripey shirt that, to wear oh. during the show. Oh, you caught a case of mime. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's I a did. there's a vaccine for that. Oh. There is. <laughs> yeah, so you don't catch mime. mime. It's like a big thing. It's like <laughs> that you know, seems like something that. That seems uh, like an inappropriate 
way to spend medical research money on a vaccine for mime. Oh, trust me, you do not want a uh, an international mime pandemic. That would be terrible. Is I don't can- know. I mean, everybody would shut the fuck up a little, and then it would be kind of nice. I you know, think. it would be great for a podcast medium if we all did our best mime impressions. <laughs> that would be great. All right, let's see what you got. I'm ready to see your best mime. I'm a mime. <laughs> okay, here we go. Listen. If anybody was ever wondering, this is what my mouth sounds like when it's closed. Wow, that's amazing. This is what my mouth sounds like when it's open. Wow, also amazing. Great. You guys are like really good at this mime thing. Thanks. I don't think you should worry about that vaccine because you would just be really good mimes. Wait, but is miming contagious? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, the only that's way out is up. you have to fight a mime. <laughs> And it's they're really good at it. It's crazy. <laughs> but I feel like they're never going to hit you, though, because they're just miming it. Yeah, but have you ever been shot by a mime? That shit hurts. Yeah, I'd imagine. They believe in it so much that it just... <laughs> yeah, you you ever been... Yeah, you ever been pierced by a bullet made purely of will? <laughs> that hurts. It's fucking dangerous. Yeah, not yet. Which will? I'm sure it will happen soon. Forte. Feral. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> So how long have you guys been on this tour? <laughs> uh, I think we've, we've played uh, 10 shows, probably 11 days. Tight. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's my favorite Paris European tour so far. That's good. And yeah. how far in are you guys? How, how much do you have left? Uh, we're, we're creeping up on the halfway mark. Okay, so maybe 40%, yeah, give or take. Yeah, we're about 40% of the way. I, when I think of a tour, I think in terms of percentages. Yeah, within margins <laughs> yeah, that's of error. Right. You're this all about the books. Tonight was 7.5% of the tour. <laughs> but it 100% sucked. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every night we 100% suck. Come and check it out. Have you guys played on the boat before? Yeah, we played here with Teenage Battle Rocket once. Oh, that's right. You were saying that earlier. Uh, that's and, cool. And uh, have you all played on the boat before? Yeah, we played on this specific boat. And then there's another one uh, somewhere around here. Um, it's got, like, the big light thing on it. Yeah. And we so played on that one. That one's more like a regular boat. Y'all this played on a- two boats, and you still felt like you needed a sound check, huh? <laughs> yeah, they did totally right. uh, score a point against. Master I know Shooter we're, we're, we're playing this game that I was not even aware of <laughs> <laughs> until uh, until after I already uh, lost some points. I guess so. I guess well, we got some catching up to do. Were there negative <laughs> points? I missed. I, I well, I they scored the points by points. not doing a sound check, yeah. and so we. I'm not sure how that works, We lost an opportunity for to make points. <laughs> I yeah. guess. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I guess. You miss, miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So. That's yeah. right. And, uh, I miss 100% of the shots I do take, too. There you so go. Well, I mean, you like, know. For the record, I don't, I, you know, it depends on who you are. Eric you say never Kobe a shot. when you take the shot? Kobe. I heard that's the trick. Zach, yeah. what is Kobe's last name? Um, uh, Martin. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. One of the greatest basketball players of all time, Kobe Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. What up? I did want to ask uh, Zach specifically about uh, your new thing you're doing with uh, Band-Aid Brigade. Oh, I'd love to talk specifically about that. Yeah? Is that okay? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's I don't know. It's a cool new record uh, that nobody wants to release. I'm really excited about it. All right. So it's uh, a full album, though, because I've only seen snippets. And If I not send you the record? I'll send you the record uh, okay. after we're done with this. That would be awesome. Because um, what yeah. I've heard, I, I like. Oh, it's it's super fun. It's yeah. like everything that uh, me and Wally love about uh, 70s and 80s rock without all the bad stuff. Like, imagine yeah. a Genesis song that rules that isn't eight minutes long. Yeah. It's just two and a half minutes long sure. instead. Yeah. It's well, great. I mean, 
for the new generation. Why it rules is because there's eight minutes of it. No, no, it's like no. an all you can eat. Movie. No, no, no. I don't well, think it's so. an all you can eat thing. Of well, Genesis. That's why my form is my form, and your form is your form, my friend. Oh, well, now we're taking post shots <laughs> in the gut. Oh shit! Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I've seen him before. He's an all-you-can-drink problem, not an all-you-can-eat problem. Exactly. Believe hey, that's look, true. I can relate. Uh, what, three months ago, I was 30 pounds heavier, and I think it was all, yeah. That's all crazy to me. Weight. You always well, look you, like this whenever diet? I see I you. You haven't tips. seen him in a while. What's my yeah, diet? What is my drinking? diet, guys? Coffee, Red Bull, and an occasional apple. Did yeah. you stop wow. drinking? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I got to stop drinking. Well, that's not happening. I know. That's the thing. They're always like... You know, you eat healthy food. You just got to stop drinking all those beers. And I'm like, I guess I'm going to be fat forever. Yeah. I mean, being yeah. fat's awesome. That's where I was at, too. Uh, but I just wasn't. I, I Like, New Orleans, it's really easy to just, like, kind of, like, put a chair on the median and then, like, drink outside. And then, yeah. uh, well, when there went a week. Oh, there's two weeks. Yeah. You know, that's kind of what was happening. Do you ever, does anybody ever accidentally, like, give you change? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, because... The people who are asking for change in New Orleans, doesn't matter how bad I could try to look. Yeah. Holy <laughs> fuck. Yeah, I've been in New Orleans. <laughs> right. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know when somebody's, oh, you know when somebody's coming and going to ask for And that's how they judge. Like you could, you could actually spange out there, and they'd be like, well, "You're not near fucking dirty enough." <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You have a, a whole half of your face that has no tattoos on it. Yeah. That's right. You have all of your limbs. I'm not giving you any money. <laughs> Yeah. Clearly, you don't need it. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, the Band-Aid Brigade record, we don't have anybody to put it out yet. Okay. Uh, but so there's you're another searching single coming in like a month and a half, probably. Oh, yeah. But that's a cool way to do it. Yeah. All right. We're looking. We're you guys are very active with these like snippets and clips that are coming out on social media. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. Go ahead. Plug it right now where people can find that stuff. Um, Band-Aid Brigade. I don't know. I, on, on Instagram. So Instagram is real fun because you put yeah. up those little videos. Yeah. Do you, do you do full videos? I don't know if the, you got like YouTube. Yeah, we shit actually up there. we we have a we have a full like live uh, session slash doc that we did. Uh, I, I oh, mean, really? Yeah. Uh, that sit down from that yeah. clip. There's like a whole like 15 minutes of that. Okay, I gotta check um, it out because I've definitely seen the clips, but I didn't yeah. know there was like a whole. Oh, it's not out. It's not. Oh, out. okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, we're we've got like a gold mine of stuff that we're just sitting on. Um, nice. Yeah. So that 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 whole deal is kind of in the can. We're just trying to figure out how to release it. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's a good place to be. Unlike a lot of bands, I don't know if Pairs works this way, but you know, certain bands that I'm friends with, you know, it's like, oh, our albums do well. Let's uh, take our time getting it done, so we're under the gun to like actually uh, release it on time and everything. Right. It's cool when you can actually get it done and then be like, all right, now we can uh, figure out exactly how this is gonna come out. Well, Luckily, it's, it's, we don't have any due dates. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, but at the same time, I mean, it, it's it's stressful in a completely different way. Sure, you know, I mean, like we really like it's it's hard because we finished recording the record, not the, all the other stuff like the videos and whatnot, but yeah, finished yeah. the record in like November, and so it's been like we're so antsy. Yeah, but, like, yeah. There was no plan set in motion beforehand, so yeah, yeah. Well, shit. Uh, but we had the rest of the band pairs sitting here with us. I know, I know. Well, that's <laughs> we why I wanted to bring it back. In this conversation. Of course, <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, what, what, what's, what's, what's coming next for you guys? You're Ooh, on tour. Big stuff. Yeah. Uh, we're recording a new record in September. Oh uh, yeah, it's gonna be the best one. Um, I believe it to be true. And uh, 
Yeah, like you were saying, I think this time, so we're not really setting a date for us to finish it. You know, we got to be done by the end of the studio time, but, yeah. you know, we, we are, we're not going to... studio time than we've ever booked. Yeah, and wow. uh, we're going to finish it before we plan on releasing it so we can, you know, make videos and shit. And oh, yeah, that's we normally the right just, way this We'll time. go into the studio and the songs are pretty much written. We'll go in and record them and we're in and out in five, six, seven days. This time we're spending three weeks in the studio. We're going to try and be more creative than we ever had in the studio. Yeah, because so we have experience. the time to do that. We've never done it before, so it's going to be very exciting. Yeah, I think, you know, we're going in with more material than we've ever gone in with, uh, before. We've got, like, uh, I think something like 25, like, tunes. Nice. Are you going to try to release them all, or are you going to, like, pick and choose the best ones? Uh, for the record, we'll pick and choose the best ones, yeah. but I think we're... the. Uh, you know, the end game is going to be to finish as many of them as possible. Oh, sure. But they're all uh, still like works in progress. And I kind of think that's really exciting. Uh, oh, yeah, for to sure. To be in that place rather than like, you know, everything nailed down, demoed, you know. Right. You know exactly how it's going to be yeah. before you go to the studio. Yeah. Uh, I think that was one of the things from Band Day Brigade. We're going to uh, Fogel Studio in uh, okay. Black and Bloom in Denver. Uh, oh, yeah. I yeah. remember uh, meeting those people. Yeah. I've never people. been to the studio, but I've heard of them for sure. We did the Band-Aid Brigade record there, mm -hmm. and it was such like a fun, creative experience. And yeah. I was like, I, we have to do this with Paris. We have to do like a book more time than we know we'll need, you know, for sure, yeah. if we want to just bang out songs and experiment and try stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. So nice. Yeah, we're going to have Eric this time, too. And, you know, he was the missing key all along. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The missing wow. puzzle piece. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah, that's right. Don't scream at the mic. Um, let me see here now. You want to play a what, game, Green? I do want to play a game. Uh, what did you do? We should do a, a shot at that reference. You want to do a shot at that game? And you then do, I got my thing Why don't you do yours? Do. Uh, I think the last conversation we had, we kicked off with one of the shot at that games. So why don't you do uh, your would you rather? Yeah, and then, and then we'll do the shot at that game after. I'm trying to get some good "Would You Rather" questions because most of them are like super deep, or they like say they're deep, and then it's like, "Come on, man! I heard that before." As deep as a puddle. Um, huh. would you rather? Well, I feel like this is an easy one, but we could go with it, and maybe if it sucks, we'll do another one. Okay. Would you rather your shirts be always two sizes too big or one size too small? Two sizes too big. Easy. Right? Like you wear extra smalls all the time. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Small, extra small extra is two small sizes too big now. There yeah. you go. That's like, you know, you've seen this guy. He just lost 30 pounds. He's got he's to gotta get those I did not shirts. have 30 pounds to lose, and I still lost 30 That's pounds. That's right. <laughs> I'm a little skeleton man. That's right. I could use uh, 30 pounds uh, off of my torso, so maybe uh, I need some extra large shirts, though. I feel like the ladies would like the tighter shirts, though. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm going with the, I, the size like smaller. I'd do the same. So then yeah. I could also make it a crop top yeah. too. Yeah, maybe that works out. It's depending on how I'm feeling. You know, a little halter action, cut the sleeves off. Two sizes too big. Eric just looked yeah. around like yeah. it was a secret. Uh, I know. For all you listeners out there, yeah, I liked it. I was like, oh, I wish we were filming this because it was great. <laughs> We'll send a video to you later. <laughs> what about you, Bird? <laughs> Excuse me? Um, I'll go to two, two sizes too large because I don't normally do that. It'd be a fun new experience. Yeah, and plus yeah. that's more of a style than anything, right? Yeah, like, that's you could in be right like, now. Yeah. I'm in uh, one of those, 
I don't know. What it was it's 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 the early '90s again, or whenever that was cool. Yeah, yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, it's debatable if it was ever cool. Oh, it was definitely. cool. It might have been popular. Check out my <laughs> check yeah. out my torso jinkos. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you start wearing jinkos too. <laughs> torso jinkos. This is so like fucking expensive. Jankos. We were like, look, they still sell them. Zach was talking about this those things like two or three years ago, and uh, they just started making them at the time. And I was like. It'd be funny if I just bought him a pair and mailed him to his house. They're like two hundred fucking dollars. No creepers. way. No joke is funny enough for that. Wait, always you, expensive. But they were always expensive. Yeah. Two to yeah. three years ago. Yeah, this was a while. Twenty three years ago. Two like twenty three years ago. Okay. Two plus three is twenty three. Seven. I don't remember. Yeah. Two plus three is seven. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you got something lined up for 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 it is that? Well, yeah, I thought we would take a we could we could modify Germany's a trip. We're in France right now, so we could talk about. Oh France. yeah, we should do that definitely. So we have a game that we play on. I'll take a shot at that called Germany's a trip, uh, which is where we get touring bands to explain uh, things that they they find unique and interesting about Germany. But we're in France right now, so we're going to modify it to France is a trip. And what I want you guys to do is, uh, since we're here in France, I would like for you to pause it and ponder for me the most confusing. Like foreign, just can't understand it thing that you've encountered while being in France, and then the diametric, diametric opposite of that, the coolest, most out there it, fucking thing that is only in France that you've only encountered here. And this is inter- okay. extra interesting because you guys are from New Orleans, which is like basically the France of America. <laughs> yeah, so, right. uh, yeah, you know, you guys will be extra good uh, opinion na- nation makers on this. Okay, well, right off the top of my head, I've noticed that even in France, but mostly all of Europe, every 10 feet, uh, different coffees mean different things. Like, you'll be in Germany, you'll order oh, a yeah. cafe uh, latte, and oh, it's yeah. like mostly just hot milk. And they'll be like, oh, if you wanted more coffee, you had to get the cappuccino. And then today in France, I get the cappuccino, and it's all hot milk. That's true. I noticed that. Well, but too. that's how you make a cappuccino. But but on the positive, the, I just yeah. if you're a real coffee drinker and you get your coffee black, yeah, you're never going to be disappointed in Europe. That's true. Uh, un- false. Yeah. <laughs> false. But some places just uh, don't yeah, make unless you get the little coffee, bitty baby you get black coffees. Oh no no, like espresso, like black coffee. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Roadstop coffee in Italy is gonna ruin you for like Roadstop coffee in Switzerland. Yeah, you want to get the cappuccinos in right. Italy. I found the, that out. The weirdest thing in the weirdest thing in Paris to me uh, so far that I've seen is the guy in the Joey Cape t-shirt looming over the balcony behind you guys while we do this interview, <laughs> breathing really heavily. Oh, God. Uh, Ooh. Uh, oh, no, he's, he's there. I, he's just made eye con- I just made eye contact with him. Nice. I don't is know it Joey Cape? It looks kind of like him. Uh, he's breathing as heavily as he does. Uh, oh, there, yeah, that's right. He's probably here for the show. Probably. He probably made you all. Okay. Uh, and he knows your master m- intruder. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite thing about Paris is, uh, not that that cheating scooter that just drove by that had three I wheels on it. There, I na na, not Narcotics Anonymous. Like I don't know, I don't have an answer. Not oh, okay. Oh, Jared's gonna double up here. This is gonna sound great. I like it all. I like all all that France has to offer. There's nothing weird that comes up. No, we 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 don't talk to that many people. Oh yeah. So, uh, 
everyone's just really nice and, and they, they seem to, to get us. I don't make any friends. I'm depressed. Uh, the worst thing that happened to us at France was on the Rise Against Tour. The, the washing machine wasn't working properly. And we had to bring all our wet clothes and bags. Where did we play? At Luxembourg. Brought them to Paris. Where was our Paris show? Here. Bataclan. Oh, right. That was cool. Yeah. If we're trying to get heavy for a minute. That, that, was, that place is fucked that up, man. Wild. They don't have laundry there. Wait, so yeah, I believe it. Oh, you got the, the extreme top cool thing that you can't get anywhere but France. Yeah. And then the extreme weird thing that you only encounter in France. Huh. Cool thing. And bread. Green. Oh, sorry, what? Cool thing's the bread. Always got good bread here. Great bread. Never yeah, not agree. have bad bread here. Like, in yeah, Germany, yeah, we got here bread. We come, yeah, bread yeah. or not, here we come. <laughs> That's I will, right. Yeah. I would have put that in my, um, in my weird thing because I had breakfast here. Uh, this was in, I guess, in the east, not in Paris. But I ordered like French breakfast and it was three different varieties of bread huh. yeah. and some butter. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. That's what we got this it. morning too, wherever we woke up. No, 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 Hi. Please. The guy in the shirt's here interrupting. I'm sorry, we're doing a, an interview. Can, can it wait for a moment? Thank you. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, I would say Perfect the time. weirdest thing to me is the language. It's real confusing. Oh it's yeah, real hard. It, the weirdest thing isn't that the guy's now closer than he has than he's been the entire time. Yeah, I mean that is pretty pretty much probably the weirdest thing happening right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, they don't have that guy in New Orleans. He, well, hey, <laughs> New Orleans has got plenty of fucked up shit though. I'm that guy. In New Orleans. Yeah, that's right. Um, um, uh, also, uh, another cool thing they got in Paris: this venue. It's on a boat. That's you don't right. have any Multiple venues on, venues boats, on boats around here. Yeah, yeah it seems yeah. this whole strip is just up and down. It's yep. like it's like pub crawling, but on a river. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I like that. I would say a shout out to uh, also like a, maybe a runner up weird thing. Not necessarily about Paris, but uh, have you guys tried the uh, gas station sandwiches in France? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Love them. You love them. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, and I'm comparing that to the German you gas like station. But also, oh, sure. I was looking at his sandwich earlier, and it was a lot of bread and, like, one slice yeah. of salami. Yeah. No, yeah, it, was, bread. it was prosciutto, and uh, they put butter on it, too, which I thought was kind of weird because <laughs> yeah. I don't oh, know no. why I need more butter. It makes it better. I feel like yeah. I should. You got a butter. I feel like it's I should. one letter difference between those two words. I, really I feel like I should have my choice <laughs> if I want to add butter or not, you know? That's right. Butter goes on everything, man. Yeah. Green, I have a question for you oh, about yeah. tonight. Actually, I mean, this is just something I wanted to talk about in general, but yeah. especially interesting to talk to you about. Um, so tonight we're playing on a boat. That's Maritime right. Maritime law. Oh, yeah. That doesn't well, apply. I mean, it might apply. Not here. Certainly. I, I mean, uh, frankly, I don't care that much because I'm going to do what I'm going to well, do right. anyway. You know? right. of course. <laughs> but it might, <laughs> might be a little easier to get away with things, you know. Me and Brian killed a guy immediately. Yeah, oh, good for you. I mean, that's bad. Don't do that. But, uh, you know, getting but away with sick. crime you know is sick. getting away with... You're it is sick. <laughs> it's definitely sick. Yeah, that, that is actually the police. Oh, I hope they're not going to fuck with me. Uh, they're probably going to fuck with us. Oh, yeah, because we're in their way. Yeah, I guess that's the end of the interview, guys. All right. Uh, we got to get it. Thanks so much, parents, hey. for joining us. Uh, Thank we're Thank looking you. forward to a great show tonight. Yeah. And uh, we got to stop because here's the cops. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun, and then we went on to play, uh, like went on to rock out a really cool show um, yeah. on the boat. Lots of cool things happening. Uh, one of the things that has to be mentioned from the Paris show, yeah. Oh God, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. That uh, at one point, 
I had walked into the green room bathroom. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're like walking along and I, all of a sudden I put my foot down and it's like a little whoop, like a little slip oh. and like a little slip and a twist. So you were the one who discovered it. Yeah. Well, Damn. no, I, I apparently didn't discover it. Somebody else had discovered it and done nothing about it. Oh. But but I just had like a little a little slip of the foot. Yeah. So I picked my foot up and I looked down and what I saw and what I thought I saw was like, you know those brown paper towels that you, you always find in the bathrooms that you dry your hands on? Yeah. And you know sometimes people aren't really good about hitting them in the trash and like they get on the ground, they get extra wet and they oh, like yeah. glom up. Yeah. And so what I saw was what I thought was a wet, used, shitty paper uh-huh. towel. Oh. Uh, but, but it, it was literally out, shitty. It turned out to be literally shitty because... A human being had taken a proper shit on the green room bathroom floor. Yeah, which, you know, I've been at plenty of truck stops and stuff like that, especially in America, where I don't understand how people manage to get poop where they do, but... This is like a green room bathroom. It's restricted to the bands and, and some like crew, the, maybe. And some crew. Um, but it's like one bathroom that the whole fucking backstage is sharing. Yeah. You know, including fucking propaganda and all this stuff. And it's like, huh. Huh. It opens up so many questions. It really does. Number one, who done it? Right. <laughs> also, why? Yeah. I, I mean, you want to give people the benefit of the doubt, right? That it was just an accident. Right. Like maybe you were in a hurry and you were That's like, hell of a I'm hurry. not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. And you just like shart out a little poop before you yeah. make it to the, make it to the toilet. Yeah. And or, then not clean it up. And it, or maybe you didn't know you did it. Yeah. Maybe you stood up a little bit before you were finished and that last little boop kind of <sighs> boops out onto the floor. Yeah. Or mm. I don't know. I, I, I honestly can't fathom a realistic scenario in which this makes any sense whatsoever that there would just be like a, a miniature snicker sized human poop uh, maybe it Not was like a miniature snickers maybe it was like a whole caddyshack situation man i sure hope so but i don't think so <laughs> yeah, i don't i don't think it was <laughs> well a man can dream yeah. Then we had a day off. Then the day off in Paris. Oh, came. and what a beautiful day off it was. All right, we did some sightseeing. Yeah. Our, our tour manager, Tom, Tommy McGeehan, uh, Irishman. The best. Who, oh, he was great. What, a legend. Yeah. Legend. <laughs> legend. That's right. He's from the UK, so we call him a legend. Lives in Paris now. Yeah. As well. Also, I think he would take issue uh, with me saying he's from the UK. Oh, you but, he's from the UK. Scotland, right? Yeah. yeah. No, he's from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> No. Okay. No, 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 no. We know he's from Ireland. Proper Irish. Tom's proper, a legend. He's awesome. Proper fucking Irish. And uh, yeah, living in Paris now. So he was a great uh, great tour guide of Paris. Um, he fucking just put us in a van and drove us around Paris, which is super fucking hectic. Did we published all those pictures, right? Uh, I don't know if we published them all. Yeah, but... we did. They're on the Instagram. Okay. They're on the Mass well, Shooter Instagram for sure. Yeah, we did all of them. We'll yeah, do it probably. again, though. Yeah. Because we went to like the Arc de Triomphe. Yeah. The Eiffel Tower. That's right. Um well, we, we went that church. I, we on went the hill. by the Champs Elysees, I think. Yeah, we went by I the feel Champs like I missed it. Like I feel like he was talking about something when we did it, and I was like, wait, where's the Champs Elysees? And it was like, we're on it. But it was like, you gotta look at it from afar to really see how beautiful it is. Right. Like if you're on it, you're just like, uh, we're just on a bridge. Mm-hmm. But uh 
the 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 the, the, the Statue of Liberty, the fucking uh, Eiffel Tower. It, you know, it's a special moment. It was a special moment for me the first time I saw it, like on our first tour, like kind of like you know when people call something breathtaking, mm-hmm. you're like, oh yeah, I know what that means. It means it's really spectacular. No, it's like breathtaking is literally the feeling. I experienced when I first saw the Eiffel Tower because that then we got to go like right underneath it and it was night and it was all lit up and everything. Um, But it's always just such a beautiful thing to see and uh, to appreciate because, I mean, without knowing too much of the history behind it, it seems like it was just like, you know, these fucking uh, French people, they're like, I want to make something uh, that's the most beautiful thing in the world. And I'm gonna do it. And here's the Eiffel Tower. And you're like, oh, he, they accomplished their goal. Success. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, what else did we see though? We we, we went to that did crazy we just fuck church. Around a bunch. The the uh, the church oh, on the hill. Yeah, with, the, the, with it, all the dead people buried. Dead underneath people it, buried underneath that it. they lie about. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, right. That was, that's why why in the picture that we took, I'm pointing down. Yeah, because you're yeah. giving some respect to the bodies underneath you. That's right. That was cool. Bodies. <laughs> and we hung out in a, I, I, a fucking English pub. English pub <laughs> next in door. Paris, and I'm France. like, okay, I guess this is cool. We could be at like a regular uh, French restaurant, bar, or whatever, drinking wine. But instead, we're drinking cider at a English pub right next yeah, to this church. Yeah, it was cool though. Yeah, there was, was booze cool. involved. It was cool. We stayed at a really cool house. Um, oh yeah, it was Yoko. 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 Yeah. His place. He's a good artist too. Yeah, really cool. You shout gotta, out to him. Shout out to Joko uh, and his artwork. We'll have to put the link in the in the description so you guys can go check out his uh, graphic design and artwork stuff. He's super cool, super cool dude. Indeed. And uh, and then we went back to the Petit Bon uh, for the next night and partied with Less Than Jake. Oh, that's right. Oh, too many buds in town all the time on this tour. It was great. Yeah, well, that was the beginning of us really crossing paths with Less Than Jake, and we kind of did like support for them on several shows after. Yeah, well, a lot of the festivals we played with them at, right? I think. Yeah, a lot of the festivals. Yeah. You were either back to back with Less Than Jake yeah. or a or couple bands later. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was so a good that was time. cool. Love yeah, seeing those guys. Those guys, guys. Were, those guys turned out to be a lot of fun. I got a bunch of good pictures of one of their sets, too. Nice. Um, but yeah, that, so that English cider got us all revved up because then we left France mm-hmm. and we took the channel. Oh, the tunnel. The channel, yeah. That's what it is. Was it was Tom that was laughing his ass off that he had never heard the term channel before. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't I didn't know if I had because when people say it, I'm like, I probably just had bad hearing and I heard them wrong. But it makes total sense to call it the channel. It's, well, it's the, the tunnel channel. that goes through the channel. Yeah, it's the yeah. channel tunnel. The channel. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a good one. And we ended up in London. That's right. London might have been one of the craziest and most fun. Uh, club headliner shows. Yeah, man. Uh, from the it's, whole tour. It's fucked up. Like, uh, London is just a, it's like one of our best cities to play in. Um, I, I remember the first time we played London, uh, I don't remember what the fucking name of the club was, like Excalibur or Macbeth or something, something Shakespeare like related, you know, like Excalibur. Um, but <laughs> it was like a bit of a smaller show. For that one, because it was our first one there, but uh, it was packed to the brim, like way over over uh, capacity, and people were like <laughs> running across the bar to stage dive and stuff like that. Nice, nice. And um, yeah, this this visit uh, did not. Uh, what's the word? It didn't. 
disappoint. Disappoint, yeah. It was like right on par with that. It was just a bunch of rowdy uh, English people yeah, having a good new, time. The New Cross Inn. Yeah. Uh, in the New Cross District of London. Yeah. Super cool place. Super cool bar. Lots of just people getting down. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a little tiny intruder that showed up at the show with his own mask. Oh, that kid was freaking me out because I thought it was blue. <laughs> it looked just like him. It looked like a tiny version of blue. That's right. Um, but uh, loads of fun people, and we ended up having a pretty good time that night as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, not too much else to say about that. It was a good time, and we partied Yeah, we hard. didn't really have any good, like, hey, we're in London. We were kind of in and out of London pretty quickly. Yeah, it's true, which I think is, is a good thing to do because you can, like, probably party too hard or something. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. We just didn't seem to have a whole lot of time. We had to go to Stafford the next day. Stafford was cool. Uh, yeah, Stafford was real cool. <laughs> Remember the sound guy? Yeah, he was real funny. Um, I don't know that I met the sound guy. Oh uh, well, yeah, there was. <laughs> oh, I did. I did at the end of the night. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, everybody, everybody uh, realized that we were happy to have the guy who was on tour with Pears doing their sound. Matt. Matt. Yeah, he Australian did, Matt. Yeah, he did sound for us that night, and <laughs> it was so funny because like. The, the house sound guy was making it very obvious that he wasn't very good at his job <laughs> and was like, oh, shit, I got to take notes from this guy. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to just keep all your presets and use those all night. And we're like, <laughs> all right, buddy, you go for that. Uh, but, uh, was yeah. that uh, – so that that was one of the hottest shows of the tour. Probably, yeah. Because the venue itself was upstairs at the bar. That's right. There was no airflow or anything. I was yeah. covered in sweat. There's a photograph that I've shared. Um, met uh, the in-house photographer, Jody. Oh, yeah. Uh, and she was cool. Mm-hmm. She was really awesome. Shout out to Jody Photography, uh, Jody Cunningham Photography. I don't. Nice. I got a card somewhere. I can get it right. But uh, we'll, we'll, I'll make sure that it's connected we'll on the show up. notes, and we'll tag her. But uh, shout out to her because she actually took a snap of me taking some snaps of you guys. Oh, nice! Uh, that I published out there. But you can see that I'm just like covered in sweat from head to toe. Oh yeah. Well, I also all. had to do some body blocking because everybody kept falling into the stage and oh, knocking yeah. the microphones over and shit. Those that shows night. are fun though. Like I know uh, we have, you know, some reason to complain about that stuff. But I fucking I love it. I, as long as people aren't being like aren't like trying to do that, but when they get body pass and they knock a mic over, it's like I fucking love a little bit of chaos. You know, it, it helps up. It helps us fucking keep keep uh, it keeps things interesting. Keep you on your toes. Yeah, yeah. Keep that's right. Fresh and new. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that I think that was also the night that we tried to find the bar after we had gotten back to the hotel, and we took a hike through i don't know if you came with us it was me and blue and red yeah and a couple of the guys from pears okay and we tried to go to a bar and i think we walked like 15 minutes yeah to like a spetty okay and it was closed oh so it was a whole wasted trip sounds very uneventful yeah but uh but we walked over a really cool bridge that you could see like you you guys probably needed some uh extra booze at that point of the night because Fucking dopamine drank all our fucking whiskey. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The dopamine showed up. Uh, that It was kind of a confusing green room. I think I ate some of Pear's food without realizing we had, I had done yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the thing. It's like, uh, uh, I hate it when, you know, I, I understand it's tough 
to to be a promoter and uh, have all your shit together and everything. But uh, you know, they put all the food together, and it's like, well, they bought some for some bands, but they didn't uh, separate it. So of course, we get out of the van. First thing we want to do is eat some fucking snacks, drink some beers, maybe ha- take some shots, uh, a whiskey or whatever. Um, so yeah, some of us going to get mixed up, but. Dopamine's absolutely knew that that was not their whiskey. Yeah, they, and they just fucking like, oh, we're gonna drink all the mass shooters whiskey, <laughs> like with a purpose. Oh, uh, to our listeners out there, uh, the especially the fans of All Take a Shot at That, who might be wondering about why, as we're doing this recap, we're not taking shots. Oh shit! Um, yeah. We're both kind of shotted out. Yeah, because the rider for the whole tour definitely included a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. Uh and we definitely domed yeah. shots straight from the bottle almost every night of the tour. We're, we we paid it forward. Yeah, we definitely banked up. And uh, you know, I'm I'm fully detoxing right now. I can't fucking I, I need to go a week without booze. Uh Matthew, you're having a beer though. I am. I am you drinking a beer. Want to talk about that one? Yeah, it's a pretty potwall, natural rattler. This is the Brauer and Co. Leipzig. This is local beer. Oh, nice. Um they're the ones that do the funky Pharrell, the fish beer. Uh, Funky Pharrell is the name of their Pilsner, okay. and, and this Pretty Potwall is the name of their uh, Natural Rattler. But this is made here in town. Wait, what's the name of it? Because you got a fucking brewery right down the street from your place that we need to check out one of these Oh, days. I don't know. This is Brauer & Co. Leipzig, and the name I of the beer- I don't know if that's the one, but it might be, though. And the name of the beer is Pretty Potwall. That literally might be from like two blocks away. I don't know. We'll see on the- No, this is Chemnitz. Oh, right. It says Chemnitz. I lied. No, it's- that doesn't make sense. Anyway. Oh, no, no, no. Weidmannsstrasse 1 in Leipzig. No, it's not the one down the street. This is 04315. All right. Um, but if you're interested in learning more, I would say that you go to Brauer & Co. Leipzig. Um, but yeah, I'm, but it's a Rattler. So it's like half yeah. of a beer. Is it a pretty good Rattler? It's delicious. I'd offer you a try, but uh, you know, you're not drinking at the moment, so. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So, but we definitely paid it forward on the shots, so uh yeah. be forgiving uh, of us <laughs> listeners on that yeah. regard. And we'll be back on it once we uh get Absolutely. that. Absolutely. In fact, um I got to yeah, I got to connect with our friends at Leipzig Spirituosa manufacturer who are going to start sponsoring the show again as soon as we get back into regular episodes. Yeah. Um so, dopamine stole all our booze. We uh, still had a good time, and uh, then we went to Blackpool. Oh wait! Before day. we go, I, I do want to I do want to make a special note that anybody that's out there that might go to Red Rum, in, oh yeah, in Stafford, that was the place. Hit up the Iron Maiden pinball. Oh, machine. the Iron Maiden pinball game was great because that's in, a fucking Intruder Green. <laughs> yeah. Got to set the new record for most bullseyes That's shot right. on that game. Uh, and, I don't think uh, I set the record. I was on the board. No, you set the record for most bullseyes. Oh, you got the record? Yeah, you were eight bullseyes. It was you put your name in for most bullseyes. I didn't realize and that. And then uh fourth place high score, the one and only Dave Nobody. That's right. Dave is a fucking pinball wizard. That motherfucker. He might not like it so much that I'm calling him a wizard. Um <laughs> but <laughs> he's more of a barbarian. Yeah, he? He, well, yeah, and more than that, some kind of like Mountain Yeti half breed, but uh, Mountain um, Yeti barbarian. Yeah, I think so. <sighs> Multiclassing. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, he's he's real good at pinball. I'm all right at it. Like I don't have quite the skills that he does. But um, that pinball game, I would say, as a as someone who considers themselves somewhat of a connoisseur of pinball, 
that's an extra special game. Like it's got a real good flow to it. It was super cool. The fact cool. that you like can like put it into different modes. So like you choose the song and then suddenly like the game is Objectives themed based change. on that yeah. song. That's real cool. I like that they're uh you know, that's a good way to go with it. Um a good way to embrace, you know, people are always struggling to like make uh pinball games cool again. Like I think classic pinball games are just as cool as they need to be. Oh man, I love it. The flat bally tables that are like extra wide that yeah. don't have anything but like three bumpers up at the top. Yeah. That's my jam. Um but uh you know, the the these newfangled ones where they got like 3D graphics and stuff and it's like, yeah, that's just shit gets a little distracting for me. Mm-hmm. But uh they they kind of nailed it with this one, I think. The, yeah. the way it's like uh I don't know, just uh you got to you got to be able to like listen to it loud and fucking uh yeah. I don't What's, know. What are your what are your top three pinball machines? Oh man, just uh I mean my number one all time might be Medieval Madness. Ooh. I love that one. I actually had a dream about it and I didn't even realize it was about it until later. But uh that one's real fun. Um fucking uh suddenly I'm drawing a blank. Uh, I, Attack from Mars or whatever. Uh, Attack from Mars is a good pinball. Yeah, that one's great. I love it when you uh, do the thing and all the little green guys jump up and down. It's like so cute. Um, but uh, that one, and then maybe like, uh, you know, I've always had a thing for the Adams Family. Oh, so. the Adams Family pinball machine that one, is so or like good. The Twilight Zone is real good too. Yeah, there's so many good ones though. It's really hard to pick. Yeah, I would say that like also. Um, it's not one of my favorites, but it was around for a long time. Is the Lord of the Rings pinball game? Mm-hmm. Um, I like the you know they do the ring thing and you can get the ball stuck in there. Um, there was a place I used to go a lot and I had the high score on there. No, I didn't have the high score. I had the second spot and there was this guy who literally was a pinball wizard. He had like this big long beard and like he didn't clip his fingernails and stuff, so he Ooh. looked real gross. And uh, But he was really good at pinball. Oh, he was amazing at pinball and he had this high score that was like unbeatable. Whoa. But like I played the shit out of that game and I almost got there, but I, I even got to the point where like you're in the game and you ha- you got to fucking, you know, hit the right things to throw the ring into fucking lava and stuff. Um but yeah, couldn't beat that high score, but yeah, as much as and I played that game a little too much for it to be in my like top five favorites because mm-hmm. uh, I got burnt out on it. But it's got to get like an honorable mention because yeah. of, of that. Um, for me, it would be Simpsons. Oh yeah, that's a great Simpsons one. pinball machine was awesome. Fuck yeah, uh, Jurassic Park. I never played that one. Oh, uh, the Jurassic Park one was wild. They had a T Rex that would yeah. like, come down and eat your ball. Oh, that's if great. If you got it in the ball lock, it would like eat your ball up. Nice. Uh, so that one was dope. And then um, there's an old Bally table that's called like roller coaster madness or something like that all right um, yeah I think and I it's like a whole one. crazy roller coaster theme park yeah, yeah. one but it's one of those old school ones that's like extra wide all right like uh, the bally style table where it's like flat it doesn't roll so much okay. um, but it had all the the metal tracking sure. where you could do these crazy roller coaster loops and shit oh, that sounds uh, good. and that one was a load loads of fun yeah um, but simpsons i think was my favorite oh yeah that that's a real good one. All right, enough pinball. Yeah, I could go on and on about that. After uh, Stafford was oh, so this was one of the coolest stops for me personally. Me too. Um, Rebellion. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Yeah, it was real cool. Um, also, I feel like we need to. Should we be like real uh, in depth with journalists on this and reveal a truth? 
about Blackpool. You should always reveal the truth. I, that's what we're all about. Always, always be honest. Yeah, we never fucking lie about shit in Mass yeah, Intruder. No, we don't make anything. That's up. right. Um, so I kept saying like, "Oh, hey, we're on our way to Blackpool," and everybody's like, "Oh, Blackpool, what a shithole!" And yeah, I'm like, a lot of people were talking shit about. Yeah, that I was place. like, "Oh man, really? Uh, this this big festival. Maybe that's why the festival happens there because it's a shithole and uh, nobody cares about nothing. But they have this festival, and that's like the only reason people go there. And uh, I don't know uh, what it." I'm pretty sure. Well, anyway, I'll I'll tell the story. We yeah. get there, and uh, you know we load in and we see the festival and it's all happening and everything. And I'm like, well, this is fine, whatever. And then somebody's like, hey, I'm gonna go down to the water. Yeah. And then I'm like, what the fuck? And I look at the maps on the Google, you know. And then I'm like, holy shit, there's a there's a like water right there. And I walk down there. And it's this beautiful fucking boardwalk with this mm-hmm. huge beach. They got carnival rides yeah. and everything like, like that. It's like a weird tower. And yeah, a weird tower. They had a they had like their own Eiffel Tower there. Did you see the dungeon? The yeah. tower dungeon? I wanted to go in there yeah. so bad. It's like fucking English Disneyland. They had a... Um, on the beach. Well, it's more like English Coney Island, I think. Well, right. That's what I mean. Which I get it, why yeah, people it looked think like it's kind of shitty. Yeah. It well, was like an Atlantic. It's it's no. kind of like Atlantic City. If you ever been to Atlantic City, Green? Oh, I never been to Atlantic City. I've been to the Jersey Shore and Santa Cruz, and they both reminded me of that. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. It had there was a big pier. There was a lot of carnival rides. That's right. Um, and I, I, you know, I figured I figured out like, oh, that's why everybody says it's a shithole because they're just joking. Oh, you think? <laughs> I think they're just joking because it was beautiful. The fucking big ass to- beach. They're trying to like dissuade tourists from go there so they can enjoy it themselves. I don't know. I think you know it's that that English humor. They're just like, you know, they're they're real good at fucking sticking it to people, and uh, you know, uh, I don't know the sarcasm. It's like it's not even sarcasm at a certain point. They got to come up with a different word for it. <laughs> this is too good. Yeah. <laughs> no, but Blackpool was rad, and the Rebellion Festival was super rad. Yeah, got to see a lot of cool bands. Yeah, we did. That's when we fall. Encountered Descendants for the first time on the tour, right? Yeah, and that was a, a, an amazing experience. I saw a punk rock Juggalos <laughs> yeah, uh, in the band called Wasted or something like that. I can't even remember what the name of the band was. Sounds about right. Um, uh, saw two sets, an acoustic set and a rock and roll set of the Barstool Preachers, which I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, so shout out to TJ and the Barstool Preachers and those guys. Uh, they were super nice and cool. Um, you guys had a kick-ass set at, at that that the audience really, really enjoyed in yeah. a massive uh, Victorian ballroom. Yeah, that ballroom was amazing looking. Everybody was telling us before we got there, like, oh, this room you're going to be in. Empress like, Ballroom, I think is what it was actually yeah, called. Yeah, probably. Mm. Um, there was like gold on top and stuff. But yeah, the massive highlight uh, of that whole thing was being on the side of the stage, knowing that the Descendants were coming on. Oh, yeah. And were you there with us when we when we got the initial grab? <laughs> no. No, you weren't. I, I, you think I, I think I walked up later. I was fucking off. So, like, security was that. holding some people at bay. Like, even in the backstage area, they were like, no, no, no. No further than this, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And the tech, uh, the crewman uh, from the Descendants came over, and we were there with Tom, and we had made friends throughout the day, and mm-hmm. we were being really cool. And it was like me and Tom and Purple and Blue and maybe Red was there with us. And you came around later and a couple of guys from Pears were there. Yeah. Uh, but they were like, I don't know, like six six of us, I think. Yeah. In this small group. And he came over and he's like, are you coming with me? 
and we're all like, right. uh, uh, what? Uh, what you talking about? He's like, well, you're either coming with me right now or you're not coming at all. <laughs> and we're like, well, then yes, we're coming with you because, you know, Ray, if someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. That's right. So we just followed him and he's like, all right, come with me. And he walked us straight up the steps to the back of the stage, around the back of the bass amps uh, to where his little station was and was like, okay, there's two seats over there right behind the drum kit uh, that you can sit there and watch uh, the drums or the rest of you can stand right here on the side of the stage in the corner and watch the sentence right from the side of the stage. Nice. And that was awesome. <laughs> I posted a couple pictures on my personal Instagram at shot at that. So you can see that. Uh, but it did lead to making a relationship um, to where a few shows later, yeah. um, I actually shot a significant number of uh, photographs of the descendants, which I'm really excited to get edited and published onto Facebook and Instagram. Cause I think those have been really cool. Hell yeah. So shout out to descendants and the descendants crew for being awesome dudes and to rebellion for just being a, a kick-ass festival. Yeah, it was great. Hope we could do it again sometime. Um, and then after that, we went to Southampton, which uh, we're at Joiners again, or the Joiners is what they call it. And uh, we've definitely played there before. Uh, it's always like a fucking stoker of a show. And uh, I think that night was no different. That was a it was a wild. So Southampton's a wild place. Yeah, it seems super small and provincial. Kind yeah, of, but I don't sure. know how. I honestly don't know how big it is. It was just like a provincial mentality of people. Provincial, like what are they trying to prevent? Like no, not preventative, but oh. provincial, like yeah. like small towny. Like a proverb, yeah, yeah. sort of, yeah. Um, exactly. Not exactly. Oh. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. Um, yeah, you know, it's like uh, we went we went in there and our buddy Ricky Bates. It was pretty much show. no frills, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Like it's not a fancy place, not at all. Um, but it got the job done for punk rock. That's right. And uh, the show was really solid. Yeah. And we met some cool people. Mm -hmm. And uh, got to meet uh, the the couple. Well, uh, excuse me. I got some sausage in my mouth. Oh, that's a good spicy sausage. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I got to meet the, the, the crew does the. Uh, what's my band called? Mass Intruder fan page. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, they do that thing on Instagram and you can follow them. It's just a uh, mass intruder fan page on Instagram. Um, and I really appreciate them doing that. And, uh, you know, cause not everybody has a fan page and it's pretty special that we just have like a couple super fans who are doing it, for, uh, uh, just to kind of put more content of ours out there, which, you know, these days, with the internet the way it is, I guess that's what you need all the time anyway, is more content constantly. So they're real helpful for that. And uh, yeah, you should go check them out. And uh, yeah. Well, and it was super cool because I got made after the show. I was doing some breaking down and uh, Luke came yeah. over randomly and it was like, hey, uh, you're Matthew, right? I was like, uh, yeah, hi, nice to meet you. I have no idea who you are, random person. He's like, oh, <laughs> no, I run the, you know, I'm, I'm involved in the Mass Intruder fan page, and I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of your podcast. I listen to, I'll take a shot at that. I think it's great, and I listen to the Intruder Green podcast, and I think it's great. Yeah. He's like, you guys got to keep up the good work. So uh, that was really cool to be like outed in public, and somebody knew who I was. And uh, so right. shout out to Luke. Thanks for being a supporter, buddy. Absolutely, and uh, thanks for yeah the 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 fan page thing. Like I said just now it's at mast intruder fan page on instagram to follow yeah exactly cool it's great we appreciate it 
Um, and after the Southampton show, that was it. We had a crazy night. Uh, <laughs> did you guys? Night. I mean, I slept in a van that night. You did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a bit of the craziness, I think. Uh, they took us, uh, it was about 2 o'clock, and we had to get up at 4 o'clock. That's right, to get the uh, ferry. Because then we headed back to the mainland. And I think that this is probably a good place for us to wrap up this episode. I think so, too. And we can take uh, the third part of the series to talk about our return to the mainland and everything yeah. that followed after that. So We saved the ferry ride for that, too. I mean, let's talk about the ferry ride, and right. then we we can say goodbye to the UK by uh, by the way that we did the ferry. Yeah, um, we took I mean, a ferry. Yeah, it was super early in the morning, as it always is when we're on tour. I feel like that's it. Right? Every time we go back, uh, yeah, every time we go from the UK to mainland Europe, it's always a fucking overnight thing or something, or super early in the morning. Nobody's sleeping, and uh, yeah, the ferry's real nice though, and. Uh, well, it was super cool. We launched from uh, Dover. Yeah. So as you pull away, you get like a really great panoramic view of the white cliffs of Dover. Yeah, that's right. Um, that was really pretty. And then you end up in in the France. casino. And then, yeah, that's and right. I, we all did a well. That's, I did that a was the bit. one thing we got stuck with. Um, it was a funny deal because obviously you're in the UK and all the payouts and and all the money and everything is in pounds. That's right. And then, so we were all on the ferry, and I think everybody that was left that had pounds, we kind of pumped it into the casino machines. That's that's what you do. Yeah, you just sort of. I Especially got... if you got coins, because you can't usually exchange coins at the bank. Right. So if you if you win some dollar dollar bills, you know, then you then you got some money you can exchange. Yeah. So the funniest thing that happened with that was our Tom, our yeah. fantastic tour manager, uh, had like a ten pound note that he gave to Officer Bradford. Yeah. Because he stayed with the van, which you're not supposed to do. Whatever. I shouldn't have said that part. Whatever. Breaking the law. Yeah, that's uh, right. Allegedly. But he gave, allegedly. Uh, he gave uh, Officer Bradford a 10-pound note, his last 10-pound note, and he was like, just put it all on black yeah. and uh, get which rid of it. It's funny because you can't actually do that. Right. There's no roulette. It's all just not how it goes. It's a slot machine. But apparently, uh, uh, Officer Bradford pumped. 10 pounds into the slot machine, hit the button twice, and won 100 bucks. Yeah, good for or 100 him. pounds. Yeah. And so that was like, all right, I'm done. Uh, just uh, 10x to my money right there. Yeah. Uh, so, Tom, uh, you know, at taken underscore by underscore Tom on Instagram to Damn follow good with that. His, uh, his Instagram feed. Uh, I'm a big fan of it. He's a great, uh, he's got a great eye. So, photographer to photographer, what's up? Big shout out. That's right. And um, he promised. That he would document every pint of beer uh, that he bought with his uh, winnings. I wonder if he forgot about that. Nope, he's not forgetting about it. I'm not oh, going to let him forget about he's it. He's going back to Ireland, and that's when he's going to do it. Yep, probably. so when he gets back to Ireland huh. uh, and is back in the land of the pound, yeah, he will pound for pound, pound <laughs> beers. Pound for pound. And I want to see each and every one of them uh, show up on your Instagram, Tom. Excellent. Yeah, that's a shout out. What? I'm gonna totally Let's do it. it. Um, I did a little bit of gambling and won some money too. Not nearly as good as Officer Bradford. I like think I pumped cup. fifteen pounds. I I did the classic casino move of taking my fifteen pounds and turning it into zero pounds. Oh yeah, that'll happen. That that was good. That's when you just gotta keep going <laughs> from zero. Yeah. How? I don't know. Well. Figure something out. <laughs> um, but I did have a nice uh, what I like to call the full Irish breakfast. And you had the full from, Irish. I had the full English. You had the full Irish. Well, it's you know I realized that oh I got I had to get corrected by somebody and 
somebody was like, well, you know, there is such thing as a full Irish breakfast in real life. And I'm like, yeah, well, this is my version of it. Um, it also is a homage to this guy, Martin, who used to live in a town that I used to live in for a while, um, where he would go to his cocktail lounge and get this drink. And it's, it's a pint of Guinness with a shot of espresso and a shot of Irish whiskey. Yeah. And that's a delicious breakfast. So it's like an Irish car bomb with a coffee. Well, there's no Baileys or nothing in it. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's just... I mean, the way I do car bombs, there's very little Baileys in it anyway. Yeah. It always annoys me when people float the whiskey on top of the Baileys. Oh. Because you're supposed to float the Baileys on top of the whiskey. Yeah, I don't know. I just mix it up. Yeah. It's delicious. Mm. Yeah. I just don't like Baileys that much. Yeah. You ever drink Baileys from shoe? <laughs> I have to try that. That's an old Greg reference right there. All right. Anyway, I think we got to wrap this one up and uh, continue with part three of our tour report crossover between the uh, Intruder Green podcast and I'll Take a Shot at That. If you would like to connect with us on social media, you can do that with I'll Take a Shot at That. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at Take a Shot at That or just slash Take a Shot at That after the URL. You can go to shotatthat.com to find all of our archive and uh, links and contact information. And if you'd like to personally support the show, you can do that at patreon.com slash shot at that where we're going to start uh, putting out some tour photos coming up real soon. Green. Yeah, I'm green, true to green on all the social medias. If you want to hit me up on my Patreon, um, like I love you guys on Patreon. Thanks for helping me out. It's just at patreon.com slash intruder green. And you can also hit the call in line. It's 1-608-535-9608. Thanks, everybody, very much for listening. And uh, tune in to part three, the third and final installment of our tour crossover coming at you next week. Yeah. And that's it for the Intruder Green podcast this week. Uh, I want to thank the pairs and Matthew for being on it. This uh, wonderful crossover we're doing with I'll Take a Shot at That. You can always hit me up on uh, Twitter at Intruder Green or Instagram. Check out the Instagram. I got some cool pictures up there. And, uh, you know, Facebook too. Uh, and please don't forget to call in line. It's 1608 535 9608. The Intruder Green podcast is produced by Colin Bennett, hair and makeup by Genevieve Smith, set design by Dylan Raymer, catering by Matthew Hendershot, lighting by Squeak Lights, Rahway, New Jersey. Our theme song is Particles by Typhro. It is what it is. 